Welcome to the Encounter Community Church Podcast, where we take God's Word and look at how we can utilize, practically apply it, and implement it into our lives. Welcome to the Encounter Community Church Podcast. My name is Ken Baller Jr. I am the pastor here at Encounter Community Church. And just wanted to take care of some little things first. First of all, if you are listening on our website, thank you so much for being a part of our podcast audience. And just wanted to remind you that if you would love to subscribe, that way you are getting weekly updates to the things that we are sharing here on our podcast. Then you can you can go to Spotify, you can go to Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and the list goes on. But pretty much you can find us anywhere that you can download podcasts. Go ahead and subscribe there. That way when we post new podcasts, you will be one of the first ones to hear about it and be able to listen and follow and be encouraged as well. I am I'm recording in one of my favorite places. And for those of you who listen to this podcast, you know exactly where I am. So as a result of that, you may hear a wind chime in the background. You may hear my dog bark or something like that because my dog is actually outside with this. So yes, you already know, I am in my backyard, in my element. One again, my favorite places to be. But this week, we actually are continuing our series that we've been doing called Where's the Love? It's based off of a, a song that was released by the Black Eyed Peas in 2003. And really what it was is asking a simple question. Where is the love? Like when I look around, where can I find it? So they were asking about their time then. And I think it's a question that should be asked about now. Now, here's what we're doing is we are looking at the B side of love. Because when you look at the A side of love, it's great. It's it's connection. It's love. It's it's looking into the eyes and seeing the 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 eyes of someone who loves you or someone who cares about you. It's it's all the kumbaya stuff that brings us all together, if you know what I mean. But on the other side of that love, the flip side of love, is some of the tough parts. It's the it's the hard parts of marriage. It's the hard parts of friendships. It's those things that we really have to process through and work through. And so, of course, this last Sunday was Mother's Day. And so we were able to celebrate the moms of our church. And we did a special message. And, and so with that in mind, I started to think, like, what do I really have to say to moms that would encourage them? And I thought, well, why should I worry about what I have to say? Why not go to one of the best, greatest, and most incredible resources that I have, which is my wife. And so my wife, Heidi, is actually here recording with me. Do you want to say hi, babe? Hi, everyone. And everything he just said is absolutely correct. <laughs> He's a lucky guy. I am. I am more than a lucky guy. We actually are going to be celebrating our 22nd wedding anniversary this coming Saturday. That's right. I knew the year and I knew the time. So come on, come on. I should be getting a pat on Praise the back. Praise the Lord. <laughs> For that one. But I invited my wife because I, I thought, you know, she understands the challenges that a mom would go through. And she has words of encouragement for moms and, and here's one of the other reasons why I invited my wife to be on the show is because one of the things I love about her is her candidness is her honesty and she's gonna be real y'all she's gonna be real 
she may talk about some of the tough aspects about being a mom. And that's really why I wanted her here is to be able to share some of those tough aspects. And there's only a few, right? Just just a couple. Just a couple. <laughs> I mean, other than that, it's so easy. Other than that. Other than just a couple things. See, we thought at this point we'd be writing a parenting book. Obviously, that hasn't been written yet <laughs> because we are still in the process of learning how to be better parents. We are reading all of the books. Yes, we are reading all of the books and watching all of the videos and listening to all of the podcasts. And I mean, is there other things? Watching all the seminars, anything that we can get our hands on that will try to help us to be better parents. We are committed to doing everything that we can. When you are going through that journey of parenting, there always is that challenge that you have. When you think that you have it all figured out, all the I's are dotted, all the T's are crossed, there's always one or more child or children that help you to understand you don't know what you think you know. So I invited my wife here to be a part of this podcast because I think for you who are listening to this, and if you were a mom and you are going through challenging times or challenging moments, I think my wife could speak to you and encourage you. Now, again, I, I want to make this really clear. We're not coming from the perspective of having it all figured out. She's not coming from the perspective. We don't have that down <laughs> at all. <laughs> that would be very, that's very funny. <laughs> definitely aren't coming from that place. So she's not coming from the perspective of having it all figured out. However, if you want to walk through this journey with someone who's real about being a mom and the struggles of a mom, that's what she's going to do today. So with, with that in mind, I, I just wanted to start off. Let, let's go positive first. Let's look, at, let's look at some of the good stuff first. So let me ask you this question, babe. What, what do you love about being a mom? I love the part of motherhood where I get to see life through the eyes of my kids. Uh, so, for example, things like when they were little and you'd go to the beach and they were all about collecting seashells. And seashells were an exciting thing. Or like seeing holidays through their eyes when they were younger. Like how exciting Christmas morning was and those sorts of things. Christmas is still exciting, but when they're all teenagers, it's, it has a little different vibe to it than when they're really little. But then as they're getting older, you also see things, now that they're almost all teenagers, you get to see their perspective on bigger things like social justice, relationships, their futures. And so it's really cool just seeing their perspectives at different seasons of life, kind of just getting to see the world through their eyes. It's a lot of fun. One of the things that I appreciate about you, babe, in being able to see life through their eyes is just the commitment that you have with being able to give our kids incredible adventures in their lives as far as, and experiences. And our kids have had some really great, like I'm jealous of our kids in that sense. Like I wish that I could have traveled the way that my kids have traveled, that I could have gone to museums the way my kids have gone through museums. And, and that's not a knock against my mom or anything like that, because I know that my mom did the best that she could. But I was raised in a different place or a different time, a different era. But it's, it's really beautiful, I guess, to see your commitment to being able to give them those kind of experiences 
with that in mind, what do you think, like, if I were to ask you your dream for our kids, what would you say that your dream would be? This is probably going to sound a little cliche, but I would say my dream for them is that they would each individually, truly learn who they are as people and learn to be excited about that and confident in that and accept that about themselves. You know, I'll be able to witness them truly reach their potential, um, whatever that is for each of them. It sounds cliche. <laughs> that's the truth. I want to see them be the best version of themselves. And like I said, that's, that means obviously different things for each of them, um, but for them to feel very good about, about who they are and what they're meant to do in this world. You know, I was thinking about with our kids, one of the things that I love about our kids, and for those of you that have more than one, you will experience this as well. Just being able to see the different aspects about them, the different aspects of their personality, the different strengths that they develop. So I look at my oldest, and I see that he has incredible potential as a leader. He was a senior patrol leader of his Boy Scout. He was actually the first black senior patrol leader of his Boy Scout, which was a really great experience for him. I also look at my oldest daughter. Again, if I could just bottle the discipline that she has, like I would be rich. Like if I could sell that as a fragrance, man, we would be on top of the world as far as economy is concerned. Cause <laughs> this girl is disciplined as all get out. And if I look at my youngest daughter, I see someone who is just incredibly creative. Matter of fact, I've actually approached her and I've asked her to design some of the sermon series backgrounds because of just the level of creativity that she has. And also, if I look at my youngest son, I see in him that he has this rugged determination. Like when he decides that he's going to go for something, he really doesn't allow things to stand in his way of being able to accomplish and to do those things. So as I look at our kids, like I see that potential in them. I think one of the reasons why I'm able to see that is because of you. It's because of the investment that you've made into them as well. So, so what do you think is one of the challenges of trying to raise kids today? I think one of the big challenges today is just finding balance. Balance in busy schedules, balance in just the demands and responsibilities, you know, financial demands, um, raising kids is expensive. I think trying to find the balance between pushing them to be their best, but also giving them grace and room to relax and enjoy life in the day to day, you know, so it's balance. It's balance between, it's, it's just, I feel like there's so much pressure, pressure on kids. They live in a world where things are very documented um, as far as just recording and photos and things like that. So I think that there's a lot more pressure. You know, our kids are looking ahead to college. There's so much pressure for that. So finding the balance between, yes, pushing and growing and doing your best to be the best person you can be, but also having time to chill and just enjoy life kind of in the moment. I know for us, balancing our schedules becomes very difficult. COVID obviously helped with that and that it shut a lot of things down, but we are coming out of the other side of that now and things are getting pretty hectic again. And so just trying not to allow that to happen, figuring out 
the best things to say yes to and figuring out all the good things that we need to say no to so that we can just be healthy. You know, it's interesting as you say that, because I'll tell you, for example, for those of you that are listening, especially for those of you that have multiple kids, you know this experience. My wife has actually started substitute teaching, which is really fun. She's at a great school, so really excited for her and the opportunity she has with that. But with that, I've had to do some driving around. (laughs) So, for example, yesterday we had one that had to be dropped off at school, one that had to be picked up for soccer practice. And I know he had a soccer game. So to drop him off for that, we had to pick him up for that. We had one that volunteered. So we had to drop her off for that and then pick her up from that. We had one that had counseling meeting. So we had to drop. So we had to go through like. And you had a doctor's appointment. And I had a doctor's <laughs> appointment <laughs> on top of all of that. So when we talk about like the idea of that life, the hectic, crazy life and learning how to be able to, to decide what you want to say yes to and what you say, want to say no to. Because some of the things that you'll say no to will actually be things that are good for the kids to right. be. I, mean, I don't find that we're saying no to bad things. That's kind of obvious, but it's kind of putting all the good options on the table and really figuring out what's best and saying yes to only the best things and being okay with saying no to some really great things or really good things that just aren't right for right now. And that's real life. I think that that's important for us to be able to teach And when I say us, I'm not talking about my wife and I. I'm talking about us as all parents, like capital U, us. I think it's something that's good for us to teach all of our kids to be able to have a balance in their lives. Because, you know, we live in an era where kids are taught you could do anything you want to do. You could be anything you want to be. But the problem with that is you still need to have a filter to be able to know, like, what are the things that I should be again to invest myself in? What are the things that lend to my gifts and my talents and my abilities? And also, how do I experiment and be able to investigate and be able to figure those things out, but also to be able to know what are the things that I say yes to or what are the things that I say no to? And some of the things that we say no to are good things. And being okay with that. There's a lot of people who are uncomfortable with saying no, whether it's no to their own kids or no to, I don't know, other people around them, other family members. But learning to say no is probably one of the most important things I have learned to do. And being fully confident and fine with the fact that someone may be disappointed or upset over the fact that I'm saying no. But that no is important to create healthy boundaries. So that's, a, that's an important thing. That's been an important thing for me, at least. Because there is that pressure, isn't there? There's that pressure that you're supposed to say yes as a mom to every opportunity, every adventure, everything that comes across your kid's path. And sometimes there is even that look like, well, if you say no to this, you're not necessarily a good mother. Uh, yeah, except for, yeah, and that's where I'm okay with saying no. <laughs> you want to be the room parent? No. Do you want to be the team mom? No. And I'm really okay with that at this point. I just know I cannot be all things to all people. And so having a very strong no in my vocabulary is very important. And an even greater challenge for those of you who listen when you begin to have more than one child, because there is that demand. There is, hey, the Boy Scouts, we have a fundraiser. Could you run the fundraiser along with 
the girls soccer team they have a fundraiser could you run that fundraiser along with hey this i mean we can go through the litany of opportunities and quote unquote we'll, we'll leave it at that quote unquote opportunities <laughs> and, and i'll say this that it's not that any of those things are bad right, right they're all right. good things and there are times we do say yes right but uh i say no more often than i say yes again for the sake of balance that's and sanity i i'm not gonna spend i'm not gonna add more stress or chaos to our already hectic schedule because doing that is gonna put me in a position where i have to say no to the more important things like spending quality time together and those sorts of things that's great that's great thanks babe for for sharing that because i think that that's something but like i know that there's some mom right now who is listening to this that's probably stressed out because she has said yes to so many different elements and maybe even feel a little guilty that if she were to say no then pressure would be put on her as a mom and people might look at her in a bad light as a mom as well if that's true just tell them heidi told you to tell them no <laughs> you can blame me and make me the bad guy yeah there, there you go you have permission from on high and you know we, we'll actually do that with our kids too like we'll actually tell them if someone puts you in a position where you're uncomfortable, feel free to say, mom and dad told me. That That's one out that we've given and we've allowed our kids to be able to have. So now you as a mom, we've given you that permission. You have an out as well. Heidi told me. And if that card doesn't work, you can even say the pastor's wife told me. And if you don't have a pastor, feel free to use me as your pastor and say my pastor's wife told me <laughs> we're totally fine with that but but it it really is important to understand that there is that challenge to say yes to everything and so you do have to begin to develop a filter to be able to say what's best versus what's good and being okay to being able to say no sometimes to that which is good so so with that in mind what do you think because we're already talking about some of the some of the challenges that moms could face. So, so if you were to think about your struggle and your journey as a mom, if there's one thing that you could do differently, what do you think it would be? Only one thing, because that is actually a long list. <laughs> uh, only one. I think I tend to be like a to-do list person, right? So I have to get this checklist done and if I lean in any directions, probably toward, you know, being very task driven. And so I think one thing I would have done differently would be, and this is going to sound a little cliche as well, um, would be to enjoy those little moments more. Like I wish I would have realized like the last time I hold one of my kids up on my shoulders, I wish I would have realized that was the last time because then, you know, you do it for the last time and you don't even realize it was the last time. And then Time goes by and you realize you can't hold your kids on your shoulders anymore. Or like the last time, I don't know, a kid sneaks into bed with you because whatever, they're afraid or they're not feeling well. Like that doesn't happen for us anymore. Now that all of our kids are between the ages of 12 and 16, they're just too big. I wish I would have realized that that last time that was going to happen was the last time. So all those, those, just those little moments were, you know, the different seasons of life, the things that were normal don't happen anymore. Them reaching for your hand when you're walking through the park. 
they don't really hold hands anymore, though they're big enough to wrap their arms around your shoulders. But um, so just all those little things. I wish I would have cherished some of those little things more, but that would have required me being super glued to the moment, which I wasn't always as they were growing up. As you say that, I think about there's this one time where I went to drop our youngest daughter off at school. Typically, whenever I would drop her off at school, I'd bend over and I'd give her a hug. And that would be that would be like my father moment. I, I, I love that. Well, on this particular day, I went to bend over to give her a hug. And she said, no, 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 dad, not, not here. I was like, what? Wait, when, when did this happen? What do you mean, no dad, not here? I've always done it here. <laughs> and now that moment is it, it's gone. I don't think I will ever be able to hug her at school in front of her friends again. Well, I mean, I could, but that would embarrass her. And I don't want to lose any of my dad card <laughs> by embarrassing my child. So it, it really is true. Like those moments just passed so quickly. The vital thing is not to get so caught up in everything that has to be, because there's so many things that we have to do that we could miss those moments that we so cherish so, so with that in mind I'm, I'm thinking about that woman who's listening to this and she's carrying her little bun in the oven her first one and she is so excited about that or maybe there's someone who's listening to this and she's thinking you know someday i i'm going to be a mom like what would you want to tell them or what if what do you wish someone had told you a couple things i'll say to that uh i wish someone would have told me that i'm gonna blow it mm. i feel like there was so much pressure like you read all the books and you take the classes and you read the blogs and you join the facebook groups and right you, you do your best to have it all together and be prepared and try to have all the most perfect spaces and and everything and the truth is no matter how prepared you are, you're going to blow it at some point. And you try to minimize how many times you mess it up. But the truth is that I'm an imperfect person, so I'm going to be an imperfect mom. My kids, as amazing as they are, are not perfect. And they're going to have hard days and they're going to blow it. As they're blowing it, I have moments where I'm going to be compassionate and amazing. But I have days when I'm going to allow them to kind of trigger me. And we're going to blow it together. I wish someone would have told me that. And it's okay. It's okay to blow it. You cannot be all things to your kids. You just can't. And so to take that pressure off and just know that motherhood is a messy journey. It's amazing and it's rewarding and it's fulfilling and it's all these great things. But it is hard. And there are days when it is ugly and you just think, what did I get myself into? Just so difficult sometimes and so i wish someone would have said hey heidi you are gonna blow it enjoy your kids uh, no one says that to you because they want to keep it all cute and pretty in the beginning <laughs> and you know kumbaya your way through it um but it's messy so i wish someone would have told told me that it's interesting that you say that because i think about romans 3 23 for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God like we've all blown it we've all fallen short of God's standard in life so it's interesting because we can give ourselves grace 
in so many different areas, but sometimes the one area that we will not give ourselves grace in is in parenting. That's, that's the one where we wrestle, we feel guilty. I don't know how many of you know this, but we, but we tell our kids we have a fund for them. And it's, it's a dual fund because it will either one day be used for college or be used for counseling. Absolutely. <laughs> when we completely mess everybody up. Right, right, right. There is money for counseling or college, <laughs> whatever they need at that point. In Maybe life. a little bit of both. Could be a, a smorgasbord of the two C's. There is no shame in going to counseling. That's, that's a big takeaway there. None whatsoever. We call it stimulating the economy. <laughs> we'll either stimulate the college economy or we will stimulate the economy of the amazing therapists, psychologists, um, you know, counselors that are out there. But here's the thing that's really important, moms, that, that's listening. And, and I really want you to, to lean into this. That sometimes the most beautiful moments can come on the other side of having blown it. See, when you can go to your kids and be able to say to them, look, I messed up. I reacted, I overreacted when I maybe should have reacted differently. I said some things maybe I shouldn't have said. And I really want to come to you and ask you to forgive me. That can also be a really healing moment between yourself and your and your child. True. And then also telling them to stop being a jerk. <laughs> Because that's the honest truth. Yes. Ask for forgiveness. I told you. Didn't I tell you? I told you. She is real. <laughs> she is real. If you want a real woman, as far as just put it out there, my wife will put it out there. Which, again, is one of the reasons why she's here. I, I appreciate her in that way. Because here's the thing that I love about her as well. Is she will say what some of us feel like we should say, but don't say. Now, she does have a filter. Let me, let me make that really clear to you. She does have a filter. Most uh, of the time. But, but she, she does have that element where she will say things that need to be said. and they Usually may, with a flavor of sarcasm. I was just about to say that. <laughs> it may be flavored. Slightly jaded sarcasm. Or maybe fully soaked. Um, <laughs> it just sarcasm. made me think of, remember when um, our youngest was like five? And I said something to her. And she put her hands on her hips, all sassy, and looked at me and said, Mom, are you sarcasming me? And I was impressed that she turned sarcasm into a verb in proper context. That does sum up my uh, motherhood, probably. That yes, yes, I'm sarcasming you. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I hope that, that you are picking up what we're really putting down. We really want you as you're listening to this as a mom. And this is important too. And maybe I should have said this sooner in the show. If you are not a mom, listen to the show anyway. Listen to this podcast anyway. If you are the husband of a mom, in other words, if you are a dad, listen to the show anyway. Because I'm, I'm hoping that maybe what you'll be able to do is just to recognize some of the pressures that moms go through. And I'll be honest, for many years of our marriage, I didn't get it. This year we're celebrating our 22nd anniversary. It probably took me 21 years. <laughs> I'm not gonna comment. <laughs> 
it probably more but like... But my no comment says a lot. <laughs> it's probably more like 21 and 11 twelfths. <laughs> no. You're great. <laughs> so get that big... Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'll, I'll have your check tonight after, <laughs> after the show. <laughs> Just take out the trash. We'll take <laughs> I will do that. I will take out the trash. But again, it's so important for us to recognize. And I didn't. I didn't get it. And for years, I put undue pressure. I will say, in one of the toughest parts about being a mom is when you don't have help. And you are carrying the weight of your family along with trying to balance and trying to do all the other elements out. And unfortunately, I just didn't get it. I just didn't. And I know some of you moms that are listening to this right now, I know what you're doing is you're saying, hey, 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 honey, would you like to listen to a podcast with me? They're like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm, preach. I'm sure that there is that moment that you wish your husband really understood this and i think men if if we do if we really get it and we really step up to the plate to even just even just ask that question hey honey what can i do what can i do to begin to take some of that pressure off of you what what are some of the what's some of the weight that i can carry i think i just want to speak to that a little bit that You know, I think we're in this age where people are in some ways becoming more awakened to certain prejudices and um, stereotypes and things that that are kind of been part of our culture. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, patriarchy. And, you know, one of my big sayings with my girls is we don't put up with patriarchal crap. Very scientific of me. She's real, y'all. I'm all about breaking that stuff down. And so I think for far too many, though, we still live in this idea that, you know, the woman is the head of the house. Well, I work full time. I cannot work full time and be the leader of the house and all of that. So I think for some men, they see doing stuff around the house as helping the woman. And I think that's garbage that you don't help around the house to help your wife, your significant other, you're helping around the house because you're partners. And, and you guess what? You live in a house together. And so we all have got to kind of pull our weight and do our part. So just know that if you do the dishes, you're not helping your wife. You're doing the dishes because you live in the house and the dish and the sink is full. Amen. I know. I At one point, I never thought I would say amen to that. But amen. I, I agree with you, babe. And that's, it's just learning how to be able to recognize. And yes, that means I do dishes. I load the dishwasher. And I'll be honest, I have had the walkthrough of how to effectively load the dishwasher. (laughs) I know because I have this tendency to want to redo it. (laughs) It's like the Tetris lover in me has to like maximize the space inside that dishwasher. And so I go crazy if it's not loaded right. So I, I, I have had that lesson, <laughs> but I, I see that it's just one more thing that is taken off of my wife's plate. Oh, I'm cool with a big about. sink of dishes. Y'all want dirty dishes? Enjoy. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that. But I appreciate that you do that. And I appreciate that you see it and it gets done without me having to say a word. But it, it really has been a learning experience for me as well. 
Now we're gonna we're coming towards the end of our time. It's really flown by. I was I had so many more questions that I wanted to walk through and ask you, but I think that this one is is one that's really important. You know, we're we're pretty open about our life and about our struggles, and one of the challenges that we do have as a family is we do have a child who is working through some mental health struggles and mental mm-hmm. health challenges and trying to be able to navigate that journey uh, with our child as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I just wanted to ask you, like, there are some moms who maybe listen to this who is either has a difficult child or is going through a difficult moment with their child or has a child who has some, some pretty significant difficult struggles. So if, if you were to speak to that mom, what would you what would you say to her? First, I want to say I'm sorry <clears throat> with our, our son. You know, the mental health piece is so it's I mean, it feels impossible some days to navigate. There are there are days when kind of he's able to manage and we're able to kind of manage it and kind of keep it together. But there are days when that mental health stuff rears its ugly head and complete chaos can break out in our house. So if, if you identify with any part of that, I just want to say I'm sorry. It's it's so hard and no one really gets it unless you're you're living with it and living through it and trying to figure it out. Trying to navigate supporting a kid who has some struggles while also protecting the other kids in the house from it, right? We try to protect peace and quiet and tranquility, but there's just days when that's just not possible and, and chaos is everywhere. So. If your mom who identifies with that, I just want to say, I'm sorry, I, I hear you and I, and we live it as well. And it's very difficult. The, the one thing I think is so important, and again, this goes back to me saying no. The one thing that has been so, so, so important for me through the difficult, the difficult stuff, the messy stuff, the stuff that feels impossible has been protecting my own mental health, if you will. Mm. So finding a way to not just put all your energy toward navigating your child's struggles, your child's journeys, your child's difficult path, whatever it is, but really putting your energy into protecting your peace, protecting, um, you know, your own interests, your own passions, protecting your sleep. My goodness, I know that when I am exhausted, I don't function well. I know that when I'm exhausted, I lack compassion. I know that when I'm exhausted, I tend to get angrier quicker. So just protecting my rest. And so that has become a bigger focus for me here in the last, I would say couple of years, is just having very healthy boundaries around what I'm able to tolerate and what I'm not able to tolerate and just letting the rest go and realizing that ultimately, my kids' paths are going to be their paths. I'm going to do my very best to love them and partner with them and coach them and get them everything they need to be their very best selves. But ultimately, they are responsible for their their life paths. And so in that, I need to also protect my own path, right, and my own, my own well-being. And so I think that's the important thing is find, if you're a mom who kind of feels at the end of your rope, if you're a mom who feels like just too many days are too hard, if you are a mom who feels like you get it wrong more than you get it right, first of all, just know that you're not alone, 
but find a way to restore yourself. Find a way to find peace. And that is a really important thing. It doesn't have to be big things. Um, I don't go away for weekends very often. I, I love that. I think that's so cool. I see that on, on Facebook a lot. Moms who goes away for the weekend. I don't get to do that very often. But what I do is steal little moments throughout the day. So I love being outside. So I will come outside and I will water my plants one by one. I don't have a sprinkler system because I like to do it myself. Um, I like to be outside. We have just a very simple little jacuzzi in our backyard. I will come out and kind of let everyone know that no one's allowed outside because I'm going to go into the jacuzzi by myself. And that's just for me to kind of have a moment to breathe, have a moment to reflect, have a moment to rest, because without that, I can get caught up in some of the chaos or some of the hecticness or whatever it is. And so I've really become pretty good at protecting my own, my own space, my own mental, emotional, physical space, and really catching breaks and times to kind of refuel when I can. And I would say it's really important not to feel guilty about that. I think too many moms feel guilty taking time for themselves. And the truth is you're going to be a better mom if you do take that time for yourself. Because you're going to be in a place where you're feeling a bit more refueled or restored. And that's going to be better for everybody. You know, it's interesting to hear you say that. One of the things I talked about on Sunday is in Exodus chapter 16, verse 29, it says, They must realize the Sabbath is the Lord's gift to you. That is why it gives you a two-day supply on the sixth day. So there will be enough for two days. On the Sabbath day, you must each stay in your place. Do not go out to pick up food on the seventh day. The Sabbath, the idea of a Sabbath is a day of rest. And that Sabbath is a gift to you. It's a gift. So look at it that way. Don't look at it as, as I'm taking time away from my kids. Look at it as I'm exercising a gift that God has given me. And the reason why God gave you that gift is because God knows you are no good to yourself, to your family, to your kids, if you're burned out. None. So in the immortal words of that all-powerful commercial, let Calgon take you away. And if you don't know what that commercial is, look it up on YouTube. <laughs> But find that moment. And then one more thing I just wanted to speak to real quickly. I, I know that sometimes you have a group of moms that you like to get together with mm -hmm. and just kind of reconnect with. Can, can you explain why that's so important and why that means so much for you to be able to have? It's important because we like margaritas. <laughs> that's why it's important. Um, no, it's just important because... You know, sometimes when you're with kids, I think especially if you have younger kids, there's times when during a day when you have literally no adult conversation. So I think having friends, you know, that you can just get away with, whether, like I said, just for the evening for dinner or whatever, just so that you can have adult conversation and have a good time with people other than the own, pe you know, the own people in your house. You know, having outside interests. I think it's healthy for kids to see that you have interests other than them. That yes, they are amazing, but they are not the, your whole world. You have you have more to your life than just your role as a mother, but you have fulfillment in your role as a friend. 
right? You have fulfillment in your role as whatever, a sister, a wife, that, that there's other parts to you than just motherhood and protecting that. And I think that's really important. And plus my friends are all sassy and sarcastic and <laughs> inappropriate and say lots of funny things that make me laugh. And laughter is always a good thing. Um, so just finding your tribe of people that you can confide in and talk about stuff that you're not going to talk to your kids about, right? It's just really important to have you know, interest outside of your own kids. So there it is, y'all. I, I really do hope that if you are a mom who is listening to this, that you walk away encouraged. And I also want to ask you that if there are other moms that you think could use this, please feel free to share it with them. Ask them to, to listen so that they could be uplifted and encouraged and laugh. Because, again, my wife is funny. So and it's, it's always funny because we talk about joking in our household. And we know that my wife is the funny one. I'm the silly one. My wife is the one that will tell a joke that will have the whole room laughing. I'm the one that will tell a joke and have the whole room go, oh, Aww, Dad. Dad. <laughs> Yes, see? And some of you have actually heard that in the podcast, which is why I'm still amazed that you're still listening. So thank you for that you are. But I am so, again, appreciative of her, and I really hope that you have been encouraged by the words of my wife. And you can see why I wanted to bring her here to, sh to share, to encourage you, to be able to give some of the wisdom that she's learned as a mom. It's my prayer that this will not be her last time on the show, on the podcast, that we'll have her here again in the future because she has great things to say really great things to say as you can tell that's why i have great things to say because i steal them from her <laughs> you're giving me so much credit <laughs> feeling so good about myself that's right well you are amazing <laughs> you are absolutely amazing that's nice thank you so again thank you so much for being a part of this podcast thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to be a part of your journey Wherever it is that you find yourself, thank you. We really do appreciate it. We appreciate all of you guys who take the time out to listen and to allow us to be a part of your life. Just wanted to remind you that on June the 27th, we are launching indoor services for Encounter. Super excited about that. And it looks like COVID is continuing to move in the direction that will allow us to be able to make that happen. So continue to be praying for Encounter. Be praying for just who we are as a church and our ability to be able to make a difference in our community. This week, we are wrapping up our series on Where's the Love? And I'm really excited about this because our associate pastor, Stan, is going to be preaching this week. And he's going to be talking about racial reconciliation. And he and I have had some really, really great conversations. What's really interesting is because here's this man who is close to 80 years old, he is Caucasian, He is so he's a white guy. Just to be able to have some of the conversations that we've had and some of the things he has been learning has been really tremendous. This Sunday, he really digs into some of that stuff. I, I think you want to be there to hear him share about racial reconciliation. So join us virtually, or we, are, we do have our outdoor services. Come on out, Sunday morning, 1030, Grab a mask, grab a cheer, and join us uh, for that as well. But again, thank you for being a part of this. And just a quick reminder, encounters about three things. Love up, let's fall madly, and passionately in love with God. 
love out. Let's look for ways to be able to love our fellow man. Look for ways to be able to encourage that mom. And how about this? If you're in a grocery store and you see that mom with that child who is freaking out, don't judge. Help. Maybe just start there. And love in. What are some of the ways that you can grow and develop to become the best you that you could be? So take care. God bless you. And we'll see you once again next week. Thank you so much for joining us for the Encounter Community Church podcast. If you could do us a favor, whatever service it is that you're listening to this podcast on, please rate and review us. If there's anything that we can do better, please let us know. But by rating and review, it also make our podcast easier for others to be able to find. If you would like to support us at Encounter financially with what it is that we're doing to make a difference in our community, whether it's the mobile food bank, whether it's serving at North High School, or making a difference, again, in our community, feel free to head over to our website, encountercommunity.church. Click the link that says online giving. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That way, when we post new live streams or new vlogs, you'll be updated. As well as, please head over to Facebook and like our page. That way, when we post new podcasts, again, new vlogs, new live streams, or have church events, you'll be updated and know what's going on here at Encounter. As we said before, thank you so much. We're so glad to have you with us, and we look forward to you being a part of the podcast next week.